Hello, welcome to the Muslim Moses, produced for the Things Unseen podcast competition. Moses, as the Jewish prophet, is familiar to many, but he is also shared and celebrated by over a billion Muslims worldwide. As a young boy, I was told a story that perhaps best epitomizes the Muslim Moses. It was about the prophet's passing away. It said that the angel of death, Azrael, came to inform him that his time on the mortal plane had come to an end. Moses, on the other hand, was having none of this. He wasn't ready to die. He was still wandering the Sinai desert with the Israelites and, infuriated, struck Azrael, who had to go back to God to complain and get permission to take Moses' soul up to the heavens. This was the Moses I was taught about as a child. Passionate, fierce, strong, determined, while also full of compassion and faithful, utterly to God. So how do Muslims understand, celebrate, and remember the Jewish prophet Moses. And in an era when Muslim and Jewish communities are ever divided by politics, could the prophet be a unifying figure? To shed light on these issues, I spoke to Dr. Mansoor Ali, lecturer in Islamic studies at Cardiff University, and an alim, a Muslim scholar. Moses is very central in Islam because he is known in the Islamic literature as Ulul Azm Min Al Anbiya, which is that from the uh, prophets and messengers, Moses is one of the elites. So there are five prophets who are a special status than every other prophet. So it's Muhammad, Jesus, Moses, Abraham, Noah. These are known as Ulul Azm min al-Anbiya. So he has a very central role in Islam. And in the Quran, God addresses Muhammad by saying, Ya ayyuhan Nabi, O Prophet, O, o Messenger. Um, his name actually comes in the Quran only four times. Mm. Whereas Moses and incidents related to Moses in the Quran are mentioned more than 300 times. Wow. In the Quran, we find that he had a bit of a temper, okay, but that temper was not misplaced. It was temper for the sake of God, but he was very zealous in the fact that he needed to save uh, his people. So he was, he was very much into saving his people and take one for the team. But also he was very forgiving because what we find in the Quran is that the Israelites, although Moses was their saviour and Musa was their saviour, but every single time they dishonoured him, they defied him, he always forgave them. So he was very forgiving in that sense. Moses, fierce, forgiving, and mentioned in the Quran more often than the Prophet Muhammad himself. Given the significant role then that Moses plays, in Islamic theology, I went to speak to Nasheen Lal, a teacher at the School of Basic Islamic Studies, about the way in which Moses is taught to young children. I think it's really an important story. Okay. It's such a central story of the, like, the history of Islam as well. It's like one of, he's one of the main prophets of Islam. So he's well considered and highly considered by all the Muslims. And we love him and we respect him. And his story is one that is so known that we think it's important the students know it from an Islamic perspective and love him and understand him fully. The example of having trust in God, yeah? The mother of Musa, she realised something was badly wrong and her child would be killed, so she had to find a solution. So she put her child in her basket and sent it away. That is not an easy thing to do, but she had the trust that Allah would make it fine. So there's that. 
And then there's the fact of if there is something that needs to be done, you don't be like, oh no, how will it be done? No, you know, but you try and find a solution. For example, when Musa Islam was told to go and tell Pharaoh about believing in God and to stop punishing the people, he didn't be like, oh no, but I can't really speak or oh, I can't do this and I ran away, what am I going to do? But he thought, okay, make my brother a prophet too so he can come with me because I can't speak very well. You know, there was that thinking of a solution. Yeah, it's a practical aspect, which is really great because it's very easy for us to be, oh, I can't do it or I don't know what to do. But instead of thinking that, I'd actually find a solution, which was really a good lesson to be learnt for kids. What was Musa like as a character? He was strong, like ridiculously strong. But think how caring he must be to actually go back and to help his people and to want the best for them and want them to be out of this tyranny. It just seems like a good, upright character, someone who people can look up to. Muhammad is one of the most common Muslim names in the world and is one of the 10 most popular names in Britain. But it's not just Muhammad. Muslim parents often name their children after prophets. I met with Muslim filmmaker Faraz Ali, who chose to name his son Musa after the prophet. Choosing a name is extremely important. Um, when we first decided to name my son Musa, a lot of my family said, oh, you have to be careful because Moses is known to be a strong character. He's known to be angry and he can have a bit of an aggressive sort of aspect to him. But actually, I think, uh, sure, I think a name represents who you are and we hear our names every day. We hear our names from our loved ones, uh, from strangers, and it's a constant reminder of who you are. And I think if your name has some substance, some meaning to it, then it propels you to be more like what you're known by. I found particularly that when you have this story of leadership, I think it's particularly relevant in our times today. Why is it relevant? I think we live in a world today where we have many pharaohs. We have pharaohs not only in the form of humans who are causing oppression across the world, but we have pharaohs in the forms of racism, hatred, and commercialism, materialism, all these different types of uh, diseases that affect our society. And I, and I think really the only way to tackle these is to have leaders in our communities, not just one, but many, tackling all these different issues. And that's why I think who else is uh, more of a representative of, of a leader to free the people from all these pharaohs than, than Moses. So how does all of this stack up with Judaism? How does the fierce Moses of the Quran compare with the Moses of the Torah? And what does all of this mean for Muslim-Jewish relations? I spoke to Lee Weissman, better known as Jihadi Jew, via Skype to help explore these issues. With his big social media presence and commitment to Muslim-Jewish relations, who better to comment? Moses is, and we call him Moshe, um, is absolutely the most central figure in the Jewish tradition. In fact, when we refer to the Torah, we often refer to it as Torah Moshe, as the Torah of Moses, uh, because you know virtually the entire Torah was revealed through Moses to the Jewish people, and he's the only person who's referred to as an Ish Elohim, as a God-man, so to speak, in the Torah, who's sort of given this very, very special title, even though the one adjective that's used to describe him is humble, it says that he was the most humble of all, the most humble of all men. We believe that he was the he was the greatest prophet, and that no prophet like him would ever rise again. You mentioned the term Godman, and I found that interesting because um, a lot of people say uh, I'm a big Superman fan. I'm actually wearing 
the Superman top actors as we speak. Um, some speak of him as the original superhero. Is he a superhero? Is he is he something else altogether? Well, that that's what's so fascinating about him. What's fascinating about him is that he has, he does have these kind of superhero qualities in the sense that you know he's. He's the instrument through which all the, the plagues happen in Egypt and the miraculous coming out of Egypt and the exodus. But he's always kind of, he's always on the side. It's very interesting. We have a ritual uh, every year um, for the Passover, and we read this very special text which describes the coming out of Egypt. And what's remarkable about it is that nowhere in the entire thing is Moses ever mentioned. And... The idea is, is that's also an expression of his humility. So on the one hand, he has these incredible powers, and he's this incredible person, this incredible power, but with this unbelievable humility. I mean, alongside that humility, it was interesting, because when I spoke to, and this is something interesting, because it seems to be common across the board for Muslims. And I asked them, well, what was Moses like, Musa a.s. like? And they said, well, he was someone who was fierce in defense of the uh, downtrodden. And he had his pharaoh, his, his arch enemy, and he always was someone who almost had a temper when it came to injustice. Has it got that same kind of mirror in, in the Jewish tradition? Very interesting that you say that. I, I was very close to a Sufi teacher when I lived in India when I was in Chennai, and he used to talk about Moses in this way, mm. this kind of fierce power. And there is something to that. I mean, there's an incredible bravery. However, what's interesting is that the Torah deals with that to a certain extent as a tragic flaw, right? Mm. One of the reasons why he doesn't end up going into the land of Israel is because he kind of is because he kind of loses it with the Jewish people. At one point, he kind of like loses his temper and just can't take it anymore. And 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 because of that, because he lost his temper like that, he actually doesn't get to complete his mission, so to speak, which is to bring the Jews into the land of Israel. Is there something in Moses that binds us together? Is there anything that can provide a way forward for Muslim and Jewish communities in the coming years? I think there's nothing about the Jewish Moses that a Muslim would not admire, and there's nothing about the Muslim Moses that a Jew would not admire. I personally look to religion as the most powerful resource we have to be able to connect to each other. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Abdul Adi Mahmid, and this was the Muslim Moses.